Welcome to the build-up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlui.net for further information. Hello and welcome to the build-up here on Balls.ie, a weekly look ahead to the weekend sporting action in association with Labrooks. Now we're talking football today and we've got Kevin Doyle on the line as we always do. We've got Man City to talk about, Chelsea, Manchester United, lots more. Leicester City, of course, and their, uh, their um, partying ways. Before we talk about any of that, Kevin, there's a slight matter of the Aintree Grand National last week. And uh, after we spoke and you did, uh, we talked about football, you were back on the line doing another video for us without me. And you were giving your tips for the Grand National and a slight uh, a mention of a, a certain uh, Rachel Blackmore, a certain Henry de Bromhead and Manella Time. So what a win. Yeah, there you go. Forget about the few others that tipped. Ignore that. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say I had a Euro each way. I'll yeah. corral because of you, but anyway. Yeah, my, I think it pulled up. Uh, my first pick for that was Manila Times and Rachel Blackmore and um, Henry de Bromhead train, obviously. And not, like, it was 11 to 1 Manila Times, and it was only 11 to 1 because of, um, you know, everyone going, you know what, Rachel Blackmore. It, what, the horse... Horse was good and everything, but it wouldn't have been eleven to one only for Rachel Blackmore riding it. And it, like I do with my football tips, sometimes you do, you just you know when things are going your way and fate is on your side and you're on a roll, um, everything else can go out the window when it's just meant to be. You, you mm-hmm. just, I don't know. That's my that's my feeling with a lot of things, and it's just uh, yeah, fair juice, brilliant, brilliant training, unreal jockey Rachel Blackmore, brilliant training. But, but forget you forget about Henry the Bromhead, and he's won every big race, national race. In the space of four weeks, which is unbelievable. So um, yeah. it was an easy pick in hindsight, uh, I suppose. But uh, I finally got one right, Nick. So there you uh, go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Like it's funny. I was watching it. You know, it is an amazing achievement by Henry Drummond. It's almost under the radar because of how big a yeah. star Rachel is, and that's yeah. brilliant that she is such a star as well. You know, but yeah. like to win, to win the, the, the three big races at Cheltenham and then the Grand National, yeah. like the first one had never been done. Never mind add the Grand National to it. What about like this guy's put himself on a, on a yeah, unbeatable platform? It's ridiculous, yeah. Um, and he's something like, like he's a very good trainer, but he's sort of, I suppose, maybe in a little bit in the shadow of uh, William Mullins and um, and Gordon Elliott for the last year. But he's been coming along and he's been getting better horses. Um, you see that with with uh, with a few of Gordon's ones going to him um, yeah. a few weeks ago, but you know he still doesn't have, I suppose, the pick of the bunch. Um, he has very good horses, but um, you know for him to do that when the, when he's competing against Willie Bonds, Gordon Elliott, you know Nicky Henderson, Paul Nichols, you know, they're they're struggling a little bit compared to the Irish lads, but um, for him to do that and win all those races is just said it's never been done before. Uh, you know it's it's and. He's only down the road. He's only in Waterford, and uh, it's just yeah. It's only it goes under the radar because of Rachel Blackmore. How you know unreal her story is as well. He he sort of slips slips under the radar in the national sort of mainstream media. I suppose in the horse racing world, he doesn't. Um, you realise how good a job he's done. But um, yeah, Franklin, all all down in the uh, southeast as well. Nick. Yeah, I know absolutely. Yeah, I'll claim Waterford for for that one. Claim water for just sure. Look, you can, I suppose, like, you know, t- tips in hurling country as well. You can widen it even more, like, you know, for Rachel. Actually, look, we have to move on to the football, but I do want to just say about Blackmore. It's funny, I remember 
you remember Tony McCoy winning the uh, the Grand National finally, and it was just yeah. a big moment, and you were kind of thinking, "Geez, this guy's won everything." But and it's, it's a big race, but it's also a jockey's race because it's a handicap, and because there's a, there's so much effort to go into it. Like, and I remember uh, hearing uh, Ruby Walsh talking about like getting it out of the way early on on, yeah. on Papillon or whatever. It was such a, a relief to him for all the rest of his career and how to ride a Grand National. It was I was genuinely emotional watch and realizing that she'd won probably about two out to be honest because it was so kind of easy it was like it was a real crowning achievement even though you probably thought what happened that Cheltenham couldn't be beaten it was a yeah. it was a real superstar moment like you know as in it'll never be she'll always be now yeah. this kind of household name it's not a flash in the pan it is yeah and it's like you know what it, see, there's some people arguing away making such a big deal of it um but it is a big deal it makes racing sort of Racing has got a lot of stick in recent years. You know, I'm sort of involved in the breeding side of it, obviously, and it gets a lot of stick. And to see her being mainstream, good news, you know, first thing on the news at night, instead of COVID, Rachel Blackmore, um, instead of COVID. Um, you know, just to bring that to the everyone. My wife, she doesn't watch racing. She mm. she tries to get me to turn off, and I'm watching her go to a different room. But she sits, sat and watched the Go Cup. She watched the Champion Hurdle. She watched the Champion Chase to see Rachel Blackmore, see if she'd win. She watched the Grand National. She got me to back Manila Times for her. Um, you know, people, and that's just one, but, you know, thousands of people in the same situation, women, I suppose, especially, paying attention, watching um, kids, um, you know, being inspired, been watching that. I don't know, it's all like, maybe it sounds cheesy for me, but it's just a fact. Um, yeah. It's just good to have that story and to show that, you know, in horse racing anyway, it makes no difference what what you're you're uh, you're just an individual you're a man you're not a woman you have the same equal opportunity um and that's you know it, more and more that's so important so um yeah just good news story which nice because so much negative news and so much <laughs> crap we talk about and listen to um nice to see there's nothing but positive out of that absolutely i couldn't agree more yeah uh and great to hear from you on it but we do have to talk about football uh, some would say, unfortunately, but uh, we had like we had a, a fun <laughs> Champions League week, if not like yeah. the, if not kind of the defining ones like we've had in the last few years with all the drama and and mayhem. But uh, you know, Liverpool are gone, and everybody's complaining about it being only the bad guys that are left in it. If you want to, yeah. you want to look yeah. at it. But uh, I wanted to talk a bit about City because they're playing Chelsea this weekend. We'll talk about Chelsea as well. The cup semi final, like they're in the Champions League semi final now. They've got three games to win that. They've got. Cup semi-final, final, and they've got the League Cup final next week against Spurs, and they've kind of already won the league. Suddenly, they're five games away from this quadruple that's never been done. Now, it's always like, you know, the treble's been done, and people don't value the League Cup until suddenly it's in this kind of bracket. But at the same time, like, their consistency and their how far above they are, everybody, like, there's a very, very good chance they can do it. It's We've talked before about the turnaround they've done this year, but actually, it's, they've arguably become even better than they than they than they were kind of two years ago or so. Yeah, yeah. I suppose we'll know in what four five weeks. Um, it could be a disaster. Four or five weeks, I doubt it. I'm sure they're going to win a few of them, aren't they? And at all, you know, all the, you know, League Cup, FA Cup, Premier League, they would they would throw that all down the toilet for the Champions League. Um, mm. You know, that, that is their, you know, seem resting players at the weekend um, for, the, for the game during the week to make sure everyone's ready for the Champions League. And that's, you know, and Pep has said that himself. It's not like he's batted it away. You know, he, I, I'm pretty sure he said I'd be seen as a failure if I don't win the Champions League here. Maybe, I'm, 
wrong when I say that, but I'm pretty mm. sure he was quoted as saying that maybe last year or the year before. So, um, yeah, he's resting players in Premier League. That's pretty much one. The two cup competitions, listen, it's, it's not what they're, listen, they're in it. Yeah, at this stage now, they want to win them, of course, but it's all about playing PSG in the semi final. Um, do you think so? Yeah. Into the it's like that getting the, the history of, of getting this far, you don't think like, again, it's not winning the FA Cup or winning the League Cup, but it's about winning the four yeah, together. Yeah. 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 Listen, that's lovely. That's the icing on the cake, but okay. he wants to win the Champions League. And if yeah. he didn't win the others, he wouldn't be too bothered about it. Um, he'd love to win the four, but I, I still imagine he'll be, of course, well, the squad they have, you're not really chopping and changing with Man City, are you? It's more like, it's like for like replacements, you know, they have two fantastic players for every position and, that makes it uh, a little bit easier, um, but I still, I still think it's just the Champions League. And the amount of pressure that brings then as well, when you know, and you know, your manager has said that, and so mm. um, it makes it, it makes it such a big thing in his head and the players' heads. And you remember last year, oh, who were the playing? Was in the semi-final, and you know, he, oh, it was yeah. he overthought the whole thing, and and he made changes and he changed tactics, and and you just thought, just play like he played. Don't be, you know, worrying so much about everyone else. Um, and you feel like that's the pressure he sort of brought on himself to to try crack it at somewhere other than Barcelona. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how they get on. I'm just wondering if you think that, like, may- maybe it won't be in the Cup, then maybe it'll be in the Champions League. But we've just watched the Masters and we know what it's like kind of coming down the back nine at yeah. Augusta. And, you know, and, and, and there is, I'm just wondering, like, no matter how talented you are, it's going to be very hard for them not to tighten with all this, with so much history hanging over you. We've seen it in teams that have tried to go undefeated. We've, you know, um, yeah. in season, remember Arsenal limping over the line in 2004, draw, like barely drawn with teams that they were way better than. It, no matter how good you are, the pressure does come on at some stage, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely pressure. Um, you know, the best teams sort of play better under, I suppose, or enjoy it or love it. Um, it doesn't help, I suppose, that Pep didn't bat that question away. You know, he, he accepted it. Mm. So now, you know, that's the focus. Every press conference he does now between now and that Champions League game um, leading up to it, all the talk, you know, he's getting asked these questions that we're discussing here. So he has to keep talking about the players will be asked the exact question, is it this more important? Is it you need to be winning the Champions League? You need to be in the final? Um, so it'll be constantly, you know, every day reminded by, by press, by what they see if they're watching the, you know, for watching the news, sports news, guys, sports news, reading the papers, it'll be all exactly what we're talking about. So that just builds, 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 and you might you'll say, you'll answer and say, of course not. No, it's every game's a big game, and you'll answer the stock answers that every footballer gives. But deep down, you'll know, um, and it'll be there in the back of your head. And um, listen, they're good; they're all world class ish players yeah. who played under pressure and are used to it. But it's still when something is mentioned to you so much, and you're you know, it's a few years now. At Man City, where they get to this sort of stage and and got to a final, so um, sure all that plays a part. It plays a part. It seems to play a part in Pep's mind anyway, and how he how he changes tactics and picks his team and goes about it. So um, it does feel like this is their year, though. But I think we yeah. said that last year, to be honest with you, <laughs> and the year before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, they've got everything there, though, haven't they? Like, and you see who's left. PSG will be a tough game. I did their game on TV the other night and they were really, really good. Even though they didn't put Bayern Munich away, they were frightening to, mm. to watch and, and the potential they have. Um, just to get past them is going is, is a massive, massive. I'm really looking forward to that game. Um, they were good against Bayern. The Bayern game was, I thought it was going to be a classic game. It was It was a really good game in a way, the, the PSG game um, against Bayern. I thought it would be more goals than it, but um, actual end-to-end football 
was was a joy to watch PSG play. So they're really going to be up against it um, against them. You know, yeah. seeing seeing uh, Mbappe and Neymar up against you know the Man City back four is going to be yeah. it's going to be a really tough one for them. Can they play the way they normally play? Press up high up the pitch. You know, their, their defense holds a high line. When you've got Mbappe, they're ready to pounce at any second. Um, and, and PSG, the, the way they played against Bayern, they let. It was really interesting. They left Mbappe nearly in Neymar and got brought everyone else back and just left the two of them in front. I haven't seen that in a long time. They left the two forwards just, listen, you hang up there and we'll break. And mm. it looked really dangerous every time. It was really exciting to watch. I'm surprised they did it. And they should have scored three or four goals against Bayern. Really, they both crossed by a few times. It looked really dangerous every time on the break. So Man City, you know, I don't, I don't know if they'll be able to deal with that, but um, going to be a good one. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely not straightforward to go and achieve something that nobody has oh. ever done before. But uh, yeah, it's going to be really tough. It's actually six games, not five. I was somehow doing my maths wrong, uh, struggling to count the five. Uh, before we move off City, actually, I was just thinking when I was watching the game last night, and they do this a lot. As a centre forward, when you're watching them play with, you know, Kevin De Bruyne as their highest up, you know, central player, what like the game? It, it hasn't all. It hasn't changed on all levels. But sometimes you're watching games that are completely different from what we grew up yeah, watching, or you grew up playing. Um, yeah, it has, and uh, yeah, you know, it, there's a good comparison actually. PSG had Neymar and Mbappe up front, and yeah. it, you know, and nobody either. <laughs> so two contrasting styles, um, and both can win, and both really good. So it's, it's just. No, there's no set template anymore, which is good, I suppose. For so long, it was everyone played the same. Everyone was four two three one, or before that, four four two, or you know, if you were struggling, you were four five one. Whereas now, it, it does seem to be a bit more mix and match. Um, the centre forward issue, yeah, I know it's getting less. Liverpool started it, and you know they still don't really play centre forward. Liverpool, um, Man City, in fairness, have been linked fairly heavily with Haaland, and he's a real proper sort of number nine centre forward can do everything. So you know, and and the you know, Aguero was there for so long, centre forward. But yeah, they, they've gone more and more times without a centre forward. So um, it's a dying, dying art. But um, yeah, I'd have, uh, I'm glad I'm retired. I get it for no one at this stage. Uh, not that I would get one for Man City or anyone. But uh, yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's evolving football evolves. And I go back, like, I was really, I was really surprised to see PSG with two lads staying right up front like that. I haven't seen that in ages. So that was, yeah. that was nice to see. Definitely, and it evolves all the time and stuff like that, but PSG, definitely fun to watch. They're playing Chelsea this weekend in the Cup, and Chelsea in the semi-final of the Champions League, and I don't know, it's sort of, you know, I, the, um, Sean, who works with us, a Chelsea fan, he says, like, you know, they're in the Champions League semi-final by accident, which was a funny way I thought of saying it, but it does feel a bit like that, yeah. you know, it's like Tuchel has come in, and also, like, players like Havertz, who... You know, Frank Lampard, borderline blamed for uh, what happened to him, are coming into their own a little bit, and they're just informed at the right time. And people are making the comparisons between when they won it in 2012 and they were stuttering through that yeah, season yeah. as well, won the Champions League, and they have better players now than they did then. Yeah, like again, they sort of sleepwalked into the semi-final, as you said, accidentally or whatever. It's um, and you'd see him go Madrid or no great shapes now at the moment. So like you'd fancy him against. Well, not that you fancy him, but you know, like you wouldn't be surprised if they get to a final, and you know anything can happen in one-off game in a final. So yeah, um, and they still haven't, you know, Havertz, but Timo Werner they still haven't really. It doesn't feel like they've hit anything near top gear. If they if they were all to click, they'd be a serious team. So um, yeah, fair choice to Tuchel, and he's obviously been sacked by PSG only you know four or five months ago, whatever it was. So. Um, 
could be playing them in the final actually. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's it's amazing, isn't it? How and Chelsea, Chelsea are that team who do it every year. As in, you know, manager hasn't gone well, sacked the manager, and they always get a bounce out. But like Di Matteo won the Champions League with them. Um, yeah. So like it's it's yeah no again it's a good one and they, as I said they sleepwalk but they do have the players they go through their squad and the amount of money they spent this summer I suppose they should be sort of in and around it but you just didn't expect it Lampard you sort of felt sorry for him getting sacked and then you look at them now and you go you know what maybe he deserved to be sacked um, would he have got them this far and would they have got the bounce in the Premier League I don't know um, it's yeah they've got an experienced manager well he's, he's young but he's he's managed top clubs and um you know, he's, he seems to be, he seems to command respect and know what he's doing. And you know, so far anyway, he just basically three months. Um, he'll probably be gone by the stage next year. <laughs> all they want is all they want is a good bounce out with their manager for a year, and then move on to the next guy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so look, it's interesting times ahead. Uh, We'll get actually. We'll talk about the two of them again here now because I'm going to get your picks for uh, one, two, three this weekend, which starts with the FA Cup semi final between Chelsea and City at Wembley yeah. on Saturday evening. So just to remind people, one, two, three, you can play for free on ladbooks.com. You pick the scores in these three games that we're about to talk about. Uh, you get one right, you get a one euro free bet, you get two, you get a five euro free bet. And if you get all three, you win a hundred euro cash. Kevin wasn't too far off last week, actually. He got none right in the end, but they're all very close. I got, I got, I got the, the uh, I didn't get the score, right? I got the results pretty right. It's hard to exactly. get the score, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'll give you a lot of credit for picking West Ham to beat Leicester. Not many yeah. people had that, but they did it um, in a class game. But Chelsea City this week, then. We've talked about both teams. Yeah. City uh, looking for that history. Yeah, I don't like. I I struggle with these ones. It's easier to pick Premier League, FA Cup. I don't know what. It's hard to know what sort of mindset. Like, obviously, they're late in the competition. They're probably obviously want to win it. But are they thinking your picture and are the resting players Chelsea and City? I'd imagine Chelsea will be going more with their sort of recognised stronger level of Man City to be resting players. But I'd be totally wrong. Um, I, I Man City are on this roll. I'm, I'm going to go with a Man City away win. I go with a. I go with. I go with two nil Man City. Two uh, Yeah, just at Wembley anyway. So it's it's a neutral ground. Yeah, they keep. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, they keep it going. Um, yeah. I think they'll keep their little run going a little longer and, and keep the quadruple thing open. So um, if they got knocked out now, it'd be a big blow. Someone left it. Took that chance away from them. It might be the start of their demise <laughs> but no I go with Man City yeah I go with Man City I'm trying to talk myself out of here yeah. um, I go with Man City too now there's a United fan in there somewhere talking and thinking thinking it's only 8 points it's only yeah. 8 points of the game yeah. 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 it's not yeah. like <laughs> lose the uh, leads you lost the leads mate a great win against Spurs so you never know another week yeah, exactly. or two that. Yeah, exactly. You never know if it happens a couple more times. Arsenal Fulham in the Premier League then is on Sunday. Um, we'll talk about the other semi final in a second. But Arsenal, you know, they took care of business against Sheffield United. Fulham, it feels to me like they had their chance a little bit. I mean, they were 1 0 up against Villa a couple of weeks ago, lost 3 yeah. 1. And they just haven't, you know, then, then they lost to Wolves in the last minute last week. Um, but probably deserve to lose. And I'm just wondering, is that form that they kind of showed where we thought they were going to get out of it just slipping by? And, you know, although maybe Arsenal is the team you want to go and see. Yeah, like, you, for the you, you just wouldn't know, would you? Um, it does feel like Fulham's balloon is burst or bubble is burst or whatever. Um, they were playing so well after Christmas and went a great little run, but 
they just couldn't get out of that bottom three. Newcastle then go and win, and, and it just seems, you know, that's not going to be our year. They think we've played this well and we've won this many games, and then we still can't get out of the bottom three. And it feels like they're just deflated now. Um, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go home in Arsenal. I go, I go, um, I'm going to go 3 1 to Arsenal. 3 1 to Arsenal. Grand. Nice little group of fixtures for Arsenal actually to try and finally get somewhat up the table and put a bit of a gloss on a poor season. Leicester versus Southampton then in the other semi final. Southampton are on like one of their usual kind of like runs of bad form that they go on every season. It seems to yeah. be they lost 3 0 to uh to West Brom at the weekend, which like you know doesn't spell uh brilliant form going into a semi final. But they look across the, the uh, pitch and they'll see a Leicester City team who you know are cruising towards a, a Champions League place after blowing it last year and you kind of go into watching this game against West Ham and you discover that half the team have been set down because they've gone to a house party in Perez's house and James Madison is among them and you're thinking you just like if you're I don't, yeah. I'll talk to you about whether it's Brendan Rodgers' fault for not being tough enough on them or whatever but if you're I just feel so sorry for Rodgers what's he supposed to do like with these lads I know. I can't believe he was ringing them up and they turned the lights off and all that as well. <laughs> and to catch them out. Like, they're, um, they're trying to throw it away again out of the top four. And yeah. such a good season and everyone is sort of on their side and you hear a story like this and like, oh, come on, lads, we just get wise up a little bit. And not only did they finish or, or turn the lights out, get caught, turn the lights off, but then they went to another house to try to continue it on later on. So you're like, a little bit of comment. Listen, I sort of feel a bit... They're young players. You're 20, 21, 22, being cooped up for so long. I suppose you get a sniff of a house party. You're doing what every 21, 22-year-old does. It doesn't matter that you're a multimillionaire or, or, or in the top four in the Champions League. You're, you're, I suppose I'm trying to look at it from a, you know, a young yeah. kid's point of view. And you know what? There's a bit of a party going on in the lads' house and just go over be grand. And then there's maybe more people there. But whatever. I'm giving them the benefit of what? young people make mistakes and um you know it's not like there were 28 29 30 year old players they're young lads um and that's why i feel a bit sorry for them it's listen and people be like fight that or premier league footballers should know better but at the end of the day they're young lads it was stupid um i think brendan could have played it down a bit better though to be honest with you he's, oh, yeah. he, he needs those players i suppose and he's he needs to protect him a little bit and it does seem to me like he threw him under the bus a little bit in his interview and he's talking about finding them and saying sure what's the point in finding these lads they earn so much money now anyway well Brendan Rodgers earns so much money now anyway as well do you know it's not like like he's like do you know he, he was bringing that side of him into it and I, I just think he didn't need to say that um you know he just said this thing I want to discipline him it was stupid and, and whatever but he just I don't know it seemed um, he let his anger come out in public, yeah, really, which you yeah, probably don't want to do, you know. Like, yeah, and you can understand his anger, and all, but he's an experienced manager. And I just yeah. thought, listen, he could have come out with sort of my thing. Listen, they're young lads and stupid, and we're going to, they're not going to play for a few weeks, and we're going to find them. I suppose he didn't need to. I just felt childish that he, to me anyway, that he was like, oh, they're, they're paid so much, doesn't matter what I find them now anyway, and stuff like that. Well, you know, what's the saying? He, he who uh, hasn't seen cast the first stone, I'm sure Brendan Rodgers has done plenty of things uh, that weren't perfect in his life and he gets paid plenty of money. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I just thought that was a cheap shot at them. And he, he definitely needs to obviously, you know, discipline them and all. But the way he came out, I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't have been delighted with his interviews with the players. They probably deserved it, but I just think he could have managed it a bit better. 
Yeah, I think that I think that's fair enough. But at the same time, if you're a Leicester fan, regardless yeah. of whether you blame Rodgers or the players or whatever, you're just shaking your head going, how is this happening again? Uh, but maybe they'll get it back together and get into a cup final uh, definitely would help. And maybe taking a week off the Premier League is no harm for them either. Yeah, yeah, def- yeah, I know. And it'll settle down and it'll be forgotten about, like everything will move on. Um, yeah, it's hard, man. As you said, Southampton are just, you just can't tell us. And they go and they win some great game, play really well, and then they go and get beat so easily. A week. It's, it, they're a tough team to call. Um, and then they get trashed in games and they come back the next week and win. They're so up and down as a club and have been, you know, for a good few seasons. It's not, you know, it's cup usually isn't their speciality either. Um, Leicester losing to West Ham and that bit. You know what? I'm going to go with Southampton win here. Okay. I don't know. Just, uh, just, I, I just feel like that Leicester bubble burst with with Brendan's humour after the game and how he was. You can understand. He's so disappointed. I just think it'll be a pretty dour week at Leicester. And um, I don't know. Then you could look at it. You can all talk with ever Those players will have a point to prove if they're back mm-hmm. involved. You know where they are or not, or what the story is through the have to isolate themselves now or whatever after meeting other people. I don't know what the rules are, whatever, but uh, yeah, no, I'm going to stick with my Southampton win. There you go. 1-0. One 1-0 nil. One nil to Southampton, who've been good against Leicester ever since losing 9-0 to them. Uh, <laughs> at least at least I think they well, have. They, I think yeah, they came back to Kendall the year after, didn't they come and win the next time? Beat them, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that that was... that. They, they've, that, that that's <laughs> maybe, maybe you'll get Southampton going more than the West Brom game does, but uh, they'll still remember that. Um Brilliant stuff. So uh, we're looking at uh, 2-0 to Man City against Chelsea, 3-1 to Arsenal against Fulham, and 1-0 to uh, Southampton against Leicester for Kevin's 1-2-3 picks for this weekend. You can play yourself for absolutely free on labbrooks.com. Just get on now, click the 1-2-3 button, and uh, pick all three scores. If you get one right, you get a euro free bet. You get two, you get five euro free bet. And if you get all three, you win 100 euro cash. Kevin, enjoy uh, the cup, FA Cup weekend. It'll surprise you, I promise. Don't worry. It's, it, it, it's still well, better than you. I've given you a few surprise stores there, I think. So, exactly. Well, well, yeah, look, Southampton, Southampton versus Man City is your FA Cup final. So we'll see what happens um, when we chat to you next week. There'll be lots more to talk about. Thanks a million. Cheers, mate.